Today we are talking to expert B2B and B2C copywriter, Maddie Bartlett. Um, you've been on the Pointed team for going on two years almost, I think, next year, right? Early enough I years. Lies. I can't believe it's been that long. I can't either, man. Time has no meaning in 2020. <laughs> Especially this year, oh my God. <laughs> there is a total time warp. But no, it's, yeah, it's really cool. And you're obviously one of our favorite people to work with. I think, I, you know, I've worked with, I've worked as a copywriter myself, obviously, for a lot of years. And then I've worked I've had copywriters work for me for a couple of years now. And I think one thing that really stands out about you is that you not only do like really an ace job every time in terms of quality, and you not only always hit your deadlines, but you also have like a really great proactive, positive attitude about the work, which I feel like is really special, especially in 2020 where like we all kind of want to pull our hair out or just like put our heads down on the desk and cry. <laughs> so I want to definitely get your, your secrets um, on that. Um, and I don't mean like positive in a sort of positive thinking way either. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not what I'm talking about. You just like glossing over stuff. You genuinely seem like this is a moment that deserves an emoji and an exclamation point and then I'm going to move on to the, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's, I think that's a skill that like, I think it's a skill. I don't think it's something that necessarily comes naturally. So I definitely want to ask you more about that. But before we get into all of our questions, um, why don't you go ahead and like introduce yourself a bit? Uh, who are you and what are you up to these days? Okay. So, um, yeah, I, well, I've been, as you know, I've been a content writer for the last, like, two, well, it's probably, it's not that long after I started working with you, actually, or before I started working with you. Um, so it was June 2018, I think, I, I quit my last career and decided to become a, a copywriter. But it's, it's quite funny you say, like, that I've got, like, a, um, I come across quite positive about it because I just really love what I do. Like, and I, I, I quit like an entire career in order to do this. And I wouldn't have done that if I didn't love it so much. You know what I mean? So it's kind of every, um, every time I sit down to do a different assignment, then um, I just end up like, it just goes into that part of my brain. That's like, yes, I love doing this. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what the, what the assignment is, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, I, what else about me? I I live in Devon. I moved here like a, a, at the beginning of the year. So I and that as well was kind of a decision that made that was made in the terms of like where can I do my best writing. <laughs> so like, I feel like my whole life's just sort of been kind of transformed over the last couple of years of like right this is my ambition. This is what I want to do, and I'm going to create the lifestyle around it that that's going to allow me to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I basically just write and grow vegetables at the moment, <laughs> just, you know, partly thanks to the whole like mentalness that is um, 2020, that I've had have the time to do that. But, but yeah, that's pretty much me at the moment. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I mean, what more do you need really, you know? Exactly. <laughs> simple, simple, simplicity is bliss. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So, but that's funny to me because I know that that wasn't your original plan, right? 
So tell us a little bit about what your initial plan was for your sort of um, freelance lifestyle and how the dreaded C word, I won't even say it, kind of intervened. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, basically, because I, I used to work in uh, the environmental sector um, and that was, it was amazing. I, I got into it through, uh, I left university early and decided to do an internship. Um, so I got into this really cool little organization to do that. Um, and it was great. It was, it was all kind of, uh, mainly events management. Um, I was project manager for a whole program of events. Um, but a lot of that involved like, um, sort of blog writing and social media and stuff like that. Um, and I guess I just realized then that, um, that was sort of the thing that I was, I was passionate about. Um, and then it, after about five years of doing it, I was like, you know what, this is super stressful. <laughs> I need to be doing the th just the thing that I really want to be doing. Um, and so I quit that. Um, I actually went traveling for six months first and then I quit that. Um, just to, you know, get the most <laughs> out of the year. Um, and then uh, I basically was like, I just want to be a writer. And I don't know what that means. And I don't know where that's going to take me. But I just know that I want to be a writer. Um, and so the first thing I did was I started off this um, travel writing blog. Um, so it's all about sustainable travel writing uh, called Compass and Stars, which um, it sort, I sort of wanted to merge my passions, which were sustainability, writing, um, and travel, uh, which <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I moved away from that now that uh, 2020's happened and no one can travel anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I, yeah, I kind of had a few months um, writing this blog, which was really great because it meant that, um, well, firstly, it meant that I was able to sort of hone my skills um, and start actually doing that every day. And, you know, not just the writing skills, but the sitting down at your desk every day and kind of motivating yourself without a team behind you to do it. Um, and then uh, also it, it ended up acting as a bit of a portfolio. So I was then able to kind of show that to writers when I decided to um, see what freelance work was out there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it has been a bit of a, a journey to get here. <laughs> I love that because I feel like that is pretty much the story of every freelance copywriter. Um, and we both share that events background, which I think is really interesting the way that events and copywriting, they're not two things that you would expect to normally go together, but the production aspect of it, like the research and the organizing and the the deadlines and I mean to do produce great like event content it's not all that different than producing great digital content so um but it's true right it's weird like that um but I think it's what I think is really interesting for other writers out there who are aspiring to really take their freelance careers to the next level is that you did use your personal passion and your personal blog as a way into um, the paid work from clients. Um, in the beginning, if you can remember, like, would you walk us through like maybe some of the challenges? You said you didn't know what it looked like. You didn't know, like you just made the leap, but like, what were those first few months like? Um, well, I suppose 
when I when I because like I did take a little time off to like have a bit of fun between <laughs> between, um, but when I started to kind of really go right, I need to I need to make this work. Um, I think it was just the the copywriting world and the you know the world of writing in general um, is so massive, and so trying to kind of navigate your way through that as a, a kind of newbie to it was really difficult. Um, so I did a lot of like reading blogs and um, doing like short courses and webinars and stuff like that and just trying to figure out what it what it all what it all was and what it all meant um, and I think so there was there was that there was the kind of yeah trying to trying to navigate that um, but then also there was like I said before the um, difficulty of like coming from a team and then suddenly you're by yourself and you've got to not only do you have to figure it out by yourself, which means that you can't really ask, you've got no one there to really ask questions about it. Um, but also you have to motivate yourself. You have to like organize your time and your um, files, and you know, the people that you're contacting and all the rest of it. Um, so I guess those were the two main challenges and also um, sort of figuring out how to work from home, like um, coming from a, from an office, um, and always having had worked in an office and making the shift to home working, which I guess now everyone's done because everyone's had to work from home this year. Um, but it is quite, it's pretty challenging. Uh, it's really fun. Like I absolutely love that part of it, but, but making that initial leap was quite difficult. Um, so yeah, I suppose that's three main things. Yeah, I can definitely relate. I think I spent ages like probably I spent I don't know maybe at least six months down the rabbit hole of just like all the coaches and webinars and courses and programs and on the one hand I would never like trade that time because I did learn a lot but on the other hand like the overwhelm that comes with that and the imposter syndrome and then you're doing it from home as you say so you have like no frame of context in terms of how productive you should or shouldn't be. And um, yeah, it's a wild time making that transition. And um, you're one of the like most organized, probably freelance writers I've ever worked with. So I'm like, what are your tips? Like, what are your secrets? I think self-motivation is such a, a thing. And again, I don't think it's necessarily a, an inherent character trait. I think it is a skill that you can develop. Um, maybe some people have backgrounds or, you know, personal characters or star signs or whatever that like make it easier for them. I don't know, but um, whether or not like that's the case, what would you say is, what are some of the things that you do every day to like get yourself to sit down and write when you have no one to the left or right of you? Like, you know what I mean? Um, to kind of yeah yeah I know what you mean um and it, it is a challenge I think it helps that I've got a um, project management background so I'm kind of used to organizing loads of different people like hundreds thousands of different people so um when it comes to just organizing yourself it's sort of well actually sometimes it's actually harder <laughs> I was gonna say it's easier but actually sometimes it's harder to like when you when you're organizing other people you just tell them what to do but when you turn it on your on yourself there's like yeah, like you said, like overwhelm and all the rest of it that comes along with it. So it can be quite hard to navigate that. Um, 
but also I did a lot of work uh, sort of when I was deciding to change uh, careers on like sort of well-being and um, kind of self-preservation in the work world I guess because um, I think everyone needs that um, but that really helped in terms of like my motivation because I became very strict at giving myself boundaries um, in order to kind of help myself be able to kind of overcome the challenges that come with any type of work um, so for example like I'll always uh, start work at nine o'clock in the morning like no earlier and I'll finish at like five or half five at the latest and I just won't work you know mornings evenings or weekends are just off like that's my time um, and I'll make sure that I go out and like take good walks through the day and like you know make the most of um, like just moving around because I think that that helps so much as well um, and I think when you've got that you know no matter how it works for you because for me personally I work better in the morning so I know that I need to be there at that time um, but yeah just working however works for you and then being quite strict about your off time it just helps to when you do sit at the computer be like right okay I've got this much time and I know what I'm going to do with that time um, and then I'm going to walk away from it and do something completely different um, so in terms of self-motivation that's probably the biggest influence um, but yeah like organization I think uh, it's just I don't know I wouldn't say I suppose I, I suppose I dedicate time to organizing like I actually put it in as like a task in my to-do list um, so I spend like you know half an hour each week just being like right I'm going to organize the rest of the week or the rest of uh, I mean my desktop is a bit of a <laughs> I just spent yesterday organizing my desktop actually and it was like you're still human I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so yeah I, I, I will kind of definitely like um dedicate time to it um do you have that as like a repeating task on a specific day of the week in your calendar is it something you just like jot down in your planner or like how do you um make sure you're kind um, of I guess I guess I'll, I'll try and do like half an hour on probably like the last day of the week that I'm working. So normally a Friday, like at the end of the day, I'll be right. What am I going to do next week? Um, and I've got, you know, I, I use, uh, well, we've got a sign obviously, and I use like Google calendars and a to-do list and stuff like that. So I've got all the tools set up. And I think sometimes like with anything, like my motto is always like you, the more energy you put into something, the more you get out of it. And so I feel like it's the same with, you can apply it to that as well. Like if you put energy into, you know, finding the tools that work for you or whatever it is that, that makes you get like kind of excited about you doing it, then, um, then it doesn't feel like so much of a chore. To get feedback from a team member where they're just like, oh yes, I love Airtable, like thumbs up, you know, like even those little things I think really matter. And it kind of goes back to, that positive um, attitude. And there's just no way to say that. Like I put those two words together and I'm like, it sounds so fluffy, but I want to stress that like, it's very, it feels very pragmatic, the, your attitude about the work and the systems or whatever tool you're using. And it does feel like you're putting your energy, you're intentionally putting your energy in the right place. And that's what I mean, because really, I have to say for anyone who's watching or listening, like we hardly ever touch Maddie's work. It's like very light edits that we ever do on your work. And we do deep, deep 
nuanced, complex, technical content for B2B brands. So that's really saying something. Um, so I guess I just want to come back to that question. And like, I know your passion for writing is probably central to the way you're able to stay positive about it, but still like everyone gets busy and there are times where maybe you just feel flustered or stressed. Like what do you do in those moments? Right. Especially like it's tail end of 2020. (laughs) Do you have any advice for people who are feeling overwhelmed, whether it's with the work or with life to just like refocus your energy and put it in the right place, kind of where it needs to be to get the work done? Yeah, I think, I think it sort of goes back to what we were saying before about um, that kind of taking the time out to sort of think about that. Whenever I get to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, Because obviously like, you know, even aside from Pointed, I've got a few other projects as well that I'm sort of trying to, well, I've been trying to work on for a really long time, (laughs) very, very, very slowly. but yeah, whenever I feel like flustered or anything, I'm like, right, you know what? I'm just going to make this entire day free and I'm going to take the time. And normally what I do is just get loads of like different colored pens and paper and spread it all out over the floor in my office me, and lie on my front and just like write shit down. And um, I like brainstorm and just try and get it all completely like right. And what I think one of the things that um, that really helps as well, and it sort of goes back to that kind of, um well-being chapter of my life that I was telling you about earlier um it's like just kind of keep going back to the center and being like right what do I want for my life like what do I want for my career my home life, you know whatever it is um but just keep going back to that so I do that probably like way more often than I should <laughs> but I do it probably like I don't know every two to three months I'll just sit down and write a list of the things of like you know what are my goals and I never used to be like that before I started freelancing I never ever used to do that kind of thing I had no idea which is probably why I was doing a career that you know I I switched from eventually because it wasn't necessarily what I wanted long term um but yeah being able to just I I guess I've learned over over the last couple of years that being able to go back into you know your core as as your individual person really helps to just everything else just sort of falls into place once you do that. Um, and the the little kind of unnecessary things, like I, I, I got into a point at the beginning of this year where I was writing everything on my to-do list, like everything. So I, I was putting, even after I'd done it, so I'd go and do the washing up, and I'd write like washing up, tick, as if that was going to make me feel better about doing it. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and... So, and I just got so overwhelmed with that. So I was like, right, you know what? Just cut it back. All of, all of that stuff. It doesn't matter if I write it down or not. It doesn't matter if I don't do it even. The, only the things that, I, that are necessary go on my to-do list now that I have to do. Um, so I just try and keep it as simple and clear cut as possible, I guess. I love that. So then the things that are necessary, are those the same things that come out of you every two or three months when you go on those like massive coloring, like just like writing it all down, getting it all out of your head? Like do those things make it to your to-do list typically? Or do you have ideas that go in the waste bin? Like how does that work? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of it goes in the waste bin, to be honest. I think it's so easy to get caught up in the everyday, isn't it? Like and just be like get caught up in the little things that you're supposed to be doing um 
and so yeah most of it goes in my waste bin <laughs> and then I'm just left with the things that are like you know deadlines or things that I really want to achieve um and you know I, th I think one of the one of the things I I started doing kind of regularly um when I when I started freelancing was to just question everything every decision I make and ask myself is this going to make me happy and if not then why the hell are you doing it um so in that way I've kind of managed to you know chuck a lot of stuff that I don't know why I ever agreed to do things or like <laughs> do you know what I mean? so yeah it's kind of I guess it's just about sort of streamlining the things that are good for you <laughs> I love that so much. And I think it's such um, an important issue. Like it's a big problem for freelancers, right? Because you, on, this, on the one hand, we've, there's this huge market for freelancers, like you mentioned before. And on the other hand, there's um, this huge market of freelancers. So sometimes you can get so caught up in the idea of competing for work that you might say yes to stuff that actually the answer is no, it's not going to make you happy. So why is it on your list then? Um, but I'm, I'm interested too in the stuff that is like at your core, like would you be able to tell us a bit more about that, like your side projects or whatever just you feel is really important to you in terms of the type of work that feeds your, your freelance lifestyle in like a really productive way like just a way that feels good um so i guess there's probably at least two things i can think of um and the first one is like being creative like that for me that's like that's probably that's like where my writing comes from really like i i i need to feed that part of me um and the other thing is um make it like feeling like you're doing good in the world um and that you're what you're doing is making an impact in a positive way um and i think like from talking to you about you know some of the the jobs that you've had in the past or like you know other content companies that you've kind of come into contact with um it sounds like you can do a lot of stuff out there that just doesn't do good in the world <laughs> so um so yeah i think that's what gets you up in the morning, isn't it? If you, if you can go to work and know that what you're doing um, is making a difference to someone or could potentially make a difference to someone, then it's worth getting up for. So, um, so I think these are probably the two main things that I sort of aspire to. Um, and that can mean anything like, you know, we've been obviously been doing a lot of work on diversity through Pointed. Um, and in the past, I've done a lot of environmental stuff and, um, you know, it could just be, you know writing something that's gonna make someone like cheer up somebody or make their day better um but even if you know even if it sounds more like that it's actually a massive thing um so yeah i think that's yeah probably the main two things that like drive me i guess those are both great answers and i feel like we could do a whole separate interview on the first one like fueling your creativity because I think that again is just an issue that separates like the writers who are able to maintain like I have to find a better way a pragmatic positive attitude right like I'm not talking about faking it till you make it but like you actually feel actually feel good about the work in a way that moves you forward helps you hit your deadlines help you helps you have quality output I feel like your creativity yeah that's such a good point but there's like again you have to feed it you have to set aside 
times for it, right? Um, so I feel like we could really go down that rabbit hole for a while, but I only have you for <laughs> a few more minutes. So um, instead, I wanted to ask about um, that second thing that you mentioned, which is like doing work that matters. And I think that there is this, um, there's like layers in the freelance world in terms of the type of work freelance copywriters typically think that matters and the type of work that actually matters behind the scenes. And I feel like you, like everyone knows where my bias is, like I'm B2B all the way. Um, but I think that there's a, a very common thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to be a freelance writer. Now I want to work for the number one, like sustainable consumer goods company. Like I want to write for, I don't know, whatever, like Whole Foods or whatever ethical brands. And there's a million of them and that's great. But I think, and we've talked about this in some pointed trainings and stuff before, you know, when you look at a B2B transaction and you see that there are up to eight stakeholders involved in every single one, and any one of those stakeholders can come across your blog article or your ebook or your interview and take something away from it that they then go back and bring to the conference room table to those seven other people, or I guess the Zoom, the team Zoom that it, it is now. Um, like that has a big impact. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that that's cool that you are actively looking at that instead of just going, oh, it's B2B. So like maybe it's not as impactful or exciting. Mm -hmm. um, would you be able to talk to us about that? And maybe if there are any pieces of work that you did that you're particularly proud of, um, love to hear a shout out. <laughs> yeah, well, um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think that's kind of what pointed to, isn't it? It's like you, we sort of work with, um, B2B brands, but weave in all of the stuff that we care about into that copy. Um, and I think that's what, I think that's something that I've definitely learned over the last couple of years that I didn't necessarily know when I was first starting out was that um, you don't necessarily have to be writing for the exact niche that you find interesting or, you know, care about or whatever, because you can weave those interests and those passions into whatever you're writing about. Um, I remember doing a, I think it was like the first, uh, assignment I did for you for pointed actually um and it was like about law tech or something like that which <laughs> like I know nothing about law I, I don't think I've ever ever even met a lawyer <laughs> and I was like yeah I'm not sure this is really up my street but when you start when I started writing it and realized that actually it's the process that matters it's a process of like <clears throat> taking something that's not necessarily interesting to you but making it interesting to you whether that's bringing in your passions <clears throat> so excuse me um or you know just making it fun to read or you know whatever it is um that is the process that is the bit that counts um i mean i've been on like countless uh like webinars and stuff like that where they're like find your niche you need to know what you're like what are you write down all the things that you like doing, like going to the park and, you know, whatever it is. And, um, but, and then they're like, and then focus completely on that niche. But I, yeah, I don't ascribe to that at all. I think that it, that's, that's kind of a waste of time. Like some people find that it works for them, 
but there's so many like when I think about my own passions they're like you know I don't know writing gardening um hanging out with my friends you know what I mean it's it's all things that are very sort of like classic hobbies <laughs> and I think there's a lot of people out there that like also have a lot of classic hobbies so when it comes to writing about that those those areas are so oversubscribed so if you can find find uh the the way to write about things that makes you happy and like sort of feeds that core um without actually going down that route then I, I, you can you can do just about anything then i guess and find it fun <laughs> I don't know. If, I think I might have just totally veered off your question. <laughs> oh, that was like a total mic drop answer, except for me to <laughs> drop this giant bad boy would be like devastating. Right, like, an earthquake. <laughs> yeah. My cat downstairs would probably like pee on the floor. I know. I don't know. Um, but no, that was amazing. It's so true. And I feel like it applies to any type of work, really. You know, like it's all in your perspective, how you approach it, how you find how creative are you at like engaging with the work and finding ways to make it meaningful, like you said. Um, but for content and copy, like it is the thing that makes a piece fun to read, I think. Um, so I love that, that you're able to, to take that perspective. Um, yeah, and legal tech, I mean, you know, yeah, not the easiest thing to write about 100%, but it's amazing how you, you found your way into that, that first piece. I remember it still epic. I think there was a Game of Thrones reference in there, actually. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> no, it was great. Um, okay, awesome. So before I let you go, two final wrap-up questions. Um, number one, do you have any um, projects, like side projects or things that you want to share, or is it still stuff that you want to keep under wraps? No pressure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, none, <laughs> like I said before, none of it's particularly like polished. Um, but my Compass and Stars is still alive and it's still, um, I don't really go into it so much anymore. Like I've not published anything on there for a while, but it's all sort of evergreen. Uh, sustainable travel sustainability um, info that's uh, useful um, and then the other thing is uh, I guess yeah I just launched my new sort of personal brand website yeah, <laughs> maddiebartlett.com okay. um, maddiebartlett.com <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah I'm yeah I'll leave it there <laughs> That's awesome. No, actually, I think it's a really good idea for anyone who's interested in the sustainability topic to go check out Compass and Stars because one day we are going to be traveling again. And I did not even know that carbon offset was a thing that like I could do as a consumer until I read your blog. I thought it was like this big topic for like corporations or something that they needed to do. Um, so I think that that's, yeah, definitely check that out if you know, for anyone who's interested in, in those topics, obviously super important as we've seen in COVID actually that the world does better when we're not out there junking it up. And, um, and then yeah, maddiebartlett.com total of three T's. We'll let you figure out <laughs> where those go. <laughs> but um, Maddie is an amazing, amazing copywriter and absolutely experienced with SaaS tech B2B. So yeah. Uh, cannot recommend her highly enough. Final question. What's your best advice for writers who are starting out? It can be anything from like, stay the hell away from passive voice to, 
you know, whatever, like start at 9 a.m. every day on the dot? Like just your top tip. Um, I suppose I've got a couple. Um, the first one is to get a portfolio online because that was like something that just helped me out so much. Like when I first started out without a portfolio, it was very difficult to kind of um, get in with different uh, employers and <clears throat> um, different brands. So yeah, get, get your portfolio up online. Um, and then the other one is just to find your, like your own personal cadence, like with, you know, how, how you work. Cause like I, yeah, I, like I said, I work really well by getting up and starting work at nine and then I can go to about midday, one o'clock and then my brain starts filling up with too much stuff. Uh, but other people obviously like start right in the evening and, um, yeah, it's just different for everyone. And I think with sort of taking that a bit wider as well, I think it's so important to, to apply that to your entire sort of career as a freelancer because um, you need to do it. You're not going to enjoy it if you don't do it how you want to do it. Um, and it's very easy to get pulled in different directions by the people you chat to or like people you work for or, um, you know, friends, family, whoever. But to, to just take that time out every now and then to sort of recenter um, and remember what it is that you want is like the most important thing that's the reason why we do it so <laughs> yeah exactly i love that so much and i just want to point out that like maddie's first portfolio site was her personal site right like was compass and stars so you don't have to go and build this extensive wordpress site just to have your samples up like you can write about things that you care about and put it on a simple landing page and be good to go. And also like before anyone tells us that we're promoting the nine to five, <laughs> if you're a Saturday evening person, like I think what Maddie's saying is like, make it Saturday from 10 to 2 a.m. and just do the damn thing. And then Monday morning, go to the mall and spend your entire day shopping or do whatever the hell you wanna do because right? Like you said, that's why we're here in the first place. So I love that. Thank you so much for your awesome advice. And um, yeah, I'll see you on our next pointed call. Oh, thank you. That was really fun. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. See you later. Oh, nice one. Cheers, Brittany. Bye.